of our Lord and Savior. Uh, the readings that we're following uh, track along with the the um, synop kind of the um, synopsis of the Gospels done by uh, Pastor MacArthur in his book One Perfect Life. So um, we just kind of track through the the life of Christ tonight, and in between those scripture readings, we'll have um, Christmas hymns. We'll also pray together, and uh, through the midst of that, I'll do a, uh, in the midst of that, I'll do a, a devotional, uh, really targeted towards uh, just really uh, looking at the, the reason we celebrate uh, Christmas. So to get started, we're just going to pray, so I'd ask you to join me in, in prayer, please. Our Lord and our God, we just want to rejoice in you. You are God, our Savior, and Lord, we've come here together to to worship your name, to praise and exalt you, to lift your name on high and through the reading of your word, or reflecting on the life of the birth of Jesus Christ in particular, and all the events that you orchestrated, uh, Lord, in bringing about uh, Emmanuel. Lord, we thank you for the way that you have brought all these details together to orchestrate our salvation to be our God and Savior, our Redeemer. And we just want to lift your name on high tonight. So please help us to do that for your glory and honor. It's the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. For this first song, I'm going to ask you to, to sing. And uh, we'll have the lyrics on the PowerPoint so you don't have to read a, a hymnal uh, in the dark. So please so stand and sing together. Oh, come all you faithful. Oh, 
the first reading will be the royal lineage of Jesus through Joseph for the first 17 verses of Matthew chapter 1. The record of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. Boab was the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David the king. David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba, who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asa, and Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amon, and Amon the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. After the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abihud, and Abihud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok, Zadok the father of Akim, and Akim the father of Eliud. Eliud, Eliud was the father of Eleazar, Eleazar the father of Mathan, and Mathan the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. The next reading is the physical lineage of Jesus through Mary. From Galatians 4.4 4, and then right into Luke 3.23b through 38. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the, born under the law, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Eli, the son of Mathat, and the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, the son of Matthias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Hezli, the the son of Nagai, the son of Math, the son of Matthias, the son of Simeon, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of jo Jonan, the son of Risa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adi, the son of Kosum, the son of Elmadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Joram, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Mele, the son of Menah, the son of Mathat, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salmon, the son of Nashon, the son of Amminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Ram, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Sarig, the son of Re, the son of Peleg, the son of Heber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, 
the son of Jared, the son of Mahalil, the son of Canaan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. genealogies show the lineage uh, that really the, that Jesus has the right to the throne by both his mother and his father. We want to sing together, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and we're having some technical difficulties with the screen. It just cuts off every once in a while, so if it does that during a song, then you have to do it, go from memory until it comes back. So my apologies for that. Um, let's sing together, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Oh, no. 
next reading. You may be seated. Next reading is from Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Then behold, even your relative Elizabeth was also has also conceived a son in her old age, and she, who was called barren, is now in her sixth month. Please join me in a time of prayer. Lord, you are holy. Hallowed be your name. Your holiness cannot abide with sin, as you require sinless perfection. As it says in your word, your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Your word teaches that we should pursue holiness. As it says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. But striving to earn standing before you is all in vain. All of us have become like the one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and all, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away, as it says in Isaiah. As for those that are separated from you, Lord, we pray that you will open their eyes to the lie of seeking their own self-righteousness, to open their eyes from the heresy that they can make themselves good enough in some way, in some effort, to deserve to live forever with an all-holy God. Lord, we pray that you enlighten them, that their vain, hypocritical belief produces nothing more than the filthy rags that Isaiah spoke of. Your word says in Psalm 127 that unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. What we consider a harsh reality of the truth that you provide to us is that everyone is deserving of hell. As it says in Romans, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So mankind is born as an enemy to you, separated from you, having no hope. Man cannot save himself and is rightly deserving of your wrath because of sin. We need to be made holy 
as it says in Hebrews, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So unless through your grace, you cleanse those who stand in opposition to you, they will be separated from you for all eternity. Those that are separated from you stand clothed in filthy garments, but by your grace, by your tender, loving mercy, you have provided a way to justify the ungodly. In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, we pray for those that are lost, that they will be found, that they will repent and believe in Jesus. As Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Lord, help us that are reconciled to you, that have put our faith, that have repented of sin, and have trusted in Jesus alone, that we have an allegiance to him. Help us to never lose sight of the exceeding sinfulness of sin, the exceeding righteousness of salvation, the exceeding glory of Christ the exceeding beauty of holiness, and the exceeding wonder of your grace and your wonderful mercy, ultimately demonstrated on the cross. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. The Lord sent angels on several occasions to announce the, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's sing together, um, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. i 
next reading is from Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 39. Luke chapter 1, 39 through 56. Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has had regard for the humble estate of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in their thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her home. Amen, brethren. That's wonderful. He has mercy to generation after generation toward those who fear him. Amen. Well, let's uh, pray and rejoice in the Lord here. Father, Lord, thank you, first of all, for the wonderful gift of Christ. I mean, God, our Savior, Lord, you, to even conceive of such a plan is just marvelous, absolutely marvelous. To think for thousands of years beforehand, Lord, you, you gave Adam the first promise, and you didn't even give it a chance to redeem angels, Lord, but, but you gave sinful men, these, these lesser creations, Lord, dwelling on earth, you gave us a chance at redemption, Lord, and you knew from, from the beginning that it would cost you your son, the most precious thing to you. And yet, Lord, you did not withhold him from us. Father, as, as these wise men anticipated the birth and when they saw the star rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, Lord, they, they had a glimpse of, of what was going on of the long-awaited Messiah. Father, I pray that you would open our eyes to see the same thing in a, in a fresh way. Lord, that we'd see the long-awaited Messiah finally being born and now delivered up for us. God, what, 
What an amazing thing that is and a, and a cause to rejoice in you. Lord, I think uh, amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? What an amazing thought, Lord, that you had regard for your humble servants. Lord, though we were once not always that way, enemies, enemies of the cross, and yet you had mercy on us. And then, Lord, blessed are those who believe the word that, that you speak to them. Not just Mary, Lord, but all of us. As you've given us such great promises to rejoice in. Father, if we would believe them, I, I pray that we would believe them. Help us to grasp the realities of the greatness of those things that you have promised for us. What, what no eye has seen nor ear has heard. Lord, that you go to make a home for us. And you come, you're, you're going to come back to bring us to where you are, that we would live with you. Father, all things work together for our good. These are incredible promises. The sovereign God of the universe is for us. Who can be against us? God, what, a, what an amazing thing, Lord. I pray you'd open our eyes. Help us to see these things, Lord. In a time, Lord, of trial and suffering also, blessed is he who remains steadfast. For you've promised him a crown of life. Oh, Lord, that we would be a people steadfast, patiently enduring suffering, God, with joy. With joy. Help us to, to see the greater picture of these things, Lord, the greater reality that our present sufferings, Lord, are not even worth comparing to that which you have for us in eternity, and that, that it's actually storing up an eternal weight of glory. God, please, may we see these things more clearly. May we, may we grasp them and, and take hold of them and be a people, Lord, who are always rejoicing, exalting you. Lord, there really is no reason. There's no cause to be down. There's no cause to doubt you. You've never given us a single reason to doubt you. And Lord, I, to my shame, I must confess, I, I do doubt you, Lord. There are times when I struggle to believe these things. Lord, and undoubtedly, I I know that my brothers and sisters experience the same thing. But Lord, is, help us to recall these things to mind in, in a time of trial, in a time of suffering, in a time of unbelief, Lord, and help our unbelief. Help us to grow strong, Lord, to never doubt you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for redeeming us. For giving us your son. Lord, at this time in Christmas, I pray that we would rejoice in the giver of all the gifts. The one who gives and grants all things to us. The one for whom we live for his glory. God, I pray we'd be a rejoicing people. I pray we'd be a people that exalts your name. We'd, that we'd be a people so overcome with joy, Lord, that it would be an attraction to the lost world around us. 
that they would look and just say, wow, how can it be in such trial this man glorifies God and rejoices in him? Lord, I pray that'd be true of us. Help us. None of us here, Lord, want to want to doubt you. None of us want to have a, a time of struggle or a season of suffering, Lord, but we need you. We need you. Father, I pray you'd be with us and Lord, I do pray that you'd save souls, that you'd use this time, Christmas, to open eyes, Lord, that the seeds of your gospel would go forth and that hearts would be saved, that people would be turned from darkness to light, to serve you, to know something of this joy that in, in Christ, to know the realities that God is for them, that God loves them. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and another reading comes from Matthew chapter 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing together a hymn, What Child Is This? As we contemplate our Lord's birth.
reading comes from Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 7 and then one verse from John chapter 1 verse 14. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone was on his way to register for the census each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. Now while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. John 1.14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Let's sing together two uh, hymns. First is Angels, we have uh, heard on high.
to praise our Lord and God.
this evening as we've read the account of Jesus' birth and in song reflected upon his birth. I just want to ask us um, just a few, uh, a question and then answer it in, in three ways. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Many for sure like Christmas for all the wonderful things that it brings. It brings colorful lights to short, dark, and sometimes cold days, although rather have a relatively warm Christmas this year. It brings a season of giving and receiving gifts. It brings nativity scenes and parades and the jolly of Christmas songs playing. It brings special times with family and friends. And yet, these very things that bring so much joy to some can be the very source of pain for others. You might know someone who is sick, whom you'd like to spend this time with Christmas, but can't. We have those in our own body who are homesick with COVID or one other things. And these inconveniences have, have messed up all their Christmas plans. Then there are those who have lost loved ones this past year. And so Christmas brings loneliness and feelings of sadness since their loved ones are not here to enjoy Christmas with us. While there's certainly nothing wrong with enjoying Christmas lights and trimmings, for these are the gifts of God to enjoy, we need to see the true reasons why Christmas is truly wonderful. Whatever your background or particular situation, the birth, life, and ministry of Jesus Christ gives us reasons to rejoice that transcend our personal situations. If you know God through faith in Jesus Christ, then whatever is going on in your life, no matter how difficult or how unpleasant, uh, you could, these things, the joy you have cannot be taken from you. Uh, the joy of the Lord that comes knowing that you are a child of God transcends all of our difficulties. So this evening, I just in a brief way, just like to remind us of why we celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ because he and he alone is the mediator between God and man who can remedy our alienation from God. Right? He, he is the, the one. He's the only one. God created everything that we see. He's a holy God as we've, as we've read and as we've heard in, our, in these prayers and prayed together. And he created us perfect. Yet our, our parents, Adam and Eve, rebelled against him. You see, we were created to know God, relate to God. And yet we rebelled against, it, against him. And this rebellion has created a great chasm between us and God, between men and women and their creator. But Jesus was, was created. The eternal second person of the Trinity became God with us in the person of Jesus to be that mediator. As 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. The only way that we can have peace with God, that that chasm can be crossed, is through Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1 makes this very point. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the reason that the angels who announced Jesus' birth declared to the shepherds, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom... He is pleased. So we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ because he and he alone is the mediator between God and man who can remedy our alienation. Christmas is a celebration of Jesus as our mediator. 
Secondly, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ because this, his birth was necessary that he might die in our place. In order for the life gate and the bridge uh, that brings us to God to, to open, Jesus had to deal once and for all with the sin that, that opened up this chasm between us and God. Sin is simply the breaking of the law. The law of God which is written upon the heart as well as the law that is written in the word of God. Sin is breaking the law. Sins of omission and sins of commission. We're, we're guilty of both. And yet our problem with sin goes far beyond just the things that we do or don't do. Our sin with problem goes to our heart. We were born as sinners with a sin nature and rebellion to God. We commit sin against God because before Christ, we are sinners. We are doubly sinners, you could say, sinners by nature at conception and sinners by deed. And this is why we cannot cross the chasm of sin between us and God. And that the penalty for sin is death. Anyone who dies in their sins without the forgiveness of sins perishes. And they will face an eternity of punishment and hell for having Rejected the one gift given by God by which all men are to be saved. Jesus is able to save all those who call upon him because he went to the cross and died on behalf of others. Paying fully the price for sins of all those who would ever believe in him. Romans 5.8 emphasizes this truth. Tells us there that God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 1 Peter 3 reiterates this truth. For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. The baby Jesus we see pictured in the nativity scenes is not a baby anymore. We commemorate his birth because his birth was the birth of Emmanuel, which means God with us. He is God and he is man. His birth was a birth like no other. Not having a human father, having been conceived in Mary's womb of the Holy Spirit, he was and is the God-man. Jesus grew to be a man, lived the perfect life and fulfillment of the law. Without any sin in himself, he came to die. He died to take the punishment that our sins rightly deserved. And God designed that Jesus would bear our death um, that we deserve, that the penalty of our sins deserved. So we celebrate the birth of Jesus, secondly, because his birth as a man was necessary so that the second person of the triune God might become man and take our place. Thirdly, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ because he saves all those who call upon his name as a manifestation of God's mercy, of God's love, of God's grace. Ephesians 2 uh, summarizes this nicely for us. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. And then reading from Titus 3. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. After Jesus died, he didn't stay in the grave. He was in the grave three days until he was raised in newness of life to show that the penalty for sin was fully paid, to show that Jesus had the power over death, and to show that he possessed eternal life and could give it to whomever he chooses. Jesus is alive. He's with the Father in heaven right now, and he gives eternal life to everyone who believes in him as Emmanuel, as God with us, who died for their sins as the one way to heaven and eternal life. So we celebrate the birth of Jesus because he and he alone is the mediator between God and man who can remedy our alienation from God because he, his birth was necessary so that he might die in our place. And thirdly, because he now saves all those who call upon his name as a manifestation of God's grace, mercy and love when they exercise faith in him. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because God saves. Christmas isn't just about the, the lights and the treats and the gifts and the things we have grown, grown so fond of about Christmas. Those are nice. But the reason that Christmas can even be a truly Merry Christmas is because of what God has done for us. The one true God who made heaven and earth is merciful and faithful. He abounds with loving kindness to all who call upon him. And if you don't know where, you're, where, you, where you stand tonight with Christ... What you believe about Christ. I just plead with you to, to not sit on the fence about this decision regarding Christ. Don't reject him, but also don't sit on the fence. Don't be those who just in a nominal sense believe that God exists or believes that Jesus is a savior. And again, it's some nominal sense, some pie in the sky Christianity. You no, know, believe, truly believe in your heart that Jesus is God and savior Believe that without him, you will die and perish in your sins. Don't let this Christmas go by without making sure of your salvation and where you'll spend eternity. Right? We don't know how much time any of us has. How many more Christmases will we have on this earth before the Lord takes us uh, from this life or before he returns? We, we know not the time. For those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ, rejoice in him. Remember the reasons that he gave, he came and gave himself uh, for us. The Lord is good and he saves all those who call upon him. Let's pray together. Our Lord and our God, we just exalt you. We thank you for giving us a record of, of your, um, your birth but not just your birth, how you orchestrated so many events, many supernaturally in a miraculous sense to bring about the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, truly God, truly man. 
Oh, Lord, I just pray that you work in hearts even now, drawing sinners to know yourself in saving faith. And for all those who already call upon your name, who are already your children, Lord, just cause their hearts to rejoice with a, a new wave of rejoicing and thankfulness for what you have given them, what you have accomplished on our behalf. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We're going to sing from, I think sing, we're going to read from Luke 2 and before we sing. As Pastor Mark mentioned, our reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a, man in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angel had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. And now if you please stand, we're going to be singing Silent Night, Holy Night.
continue singing with angels from the realms of glory. Our next reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 39. And when eight days had passed before his circumcision, he was, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for their purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came into the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he, he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation." which you have prepared for the, in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. 
And his father and mother were amazed at the things that were being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce even your own soul, to the end that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of eighty-four. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment she came up and began giving thanks to God, and continued to speak of him to all, who, to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, we praise your name this, this night, and we are just so grateful as we are celebrating Christmas. Father, we are reminded once again of, of just how great a blessing you have given us in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, your great and mercy and kindness, and you always treat us better than we deserve, and and we want to be a people who are thankful and recognition of how you have blessed us. Father, we have so many material comforts uh, compared to the rest of the world. We take many things for granted. We have so many things that others do not. And Lord, you, your blessings are not merely limited to material things, but Father, we have such riches in Jesus Christ, so many spiritual blessings. We, we have your ever-indwelling presence. You, the fact that you will always be with us. You have promised to always provide for our needs. You have promised to not let us be tempted beyond what we can handle. You have always promised to provide a way of escape. And Father, as we have heard uh, said many times tonight, we have, we have seen just as how the, the birth of Jesus Christ was a sign of your favor and your blessing and a great sign of mercy to those who would believe. And Father, through Jesus Christ, we can have peace with you, and we can have salvation, and we can have eternal life. Father, it is so easy for us to become overly accustomed to these many blessings and these great riches. And Father, you know the fickleness of our hearts. You know how easy it is for us to, to take it for granted. In fact, that is seemingly more and more common. But Father, we, we always want to keep our heart warm and fresh, and we don't ever want it to grow cold, and we always want to keep the blessings that you have given us at the forefront of our mind. We always want to endeavor to love you more and more as you love us. And so, Father, I just thank you for everyone here tonight. We just thank you for all the good things that you have given us. Every good thing that we have, Lord, we know is from you. And Father, I I thank you even for the trials that many of us are going through because we know that ultimately it is going to be for our good and your glory. But Father, I, I do pray for, for everyone here tonight who is struggling with uh, or knows someone that is struggling with health issues or, or spiritual issues or financial or economic issues or, or any other great struggle. Father, I do pray for, for their peace and their comfort, especially tonight and, and in this Christmas season, Lord. Please give them your peace and your strength 
uh, that they may weather the storm and, and they may be triumphant through the trial. Lord, we are grateful that you are our God, that you are holy and you are good. And Lord, we, we just want to keep your love in our hearts this day and tomorrow on Christmas Day and, and, and throughout our entire lives. Father, we want to be known as a people that love. Thank you so much for loving us and for, for making a way for us to be reconciled to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'll continue with a, a reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Please stand. We're going to be singing We Three Kings. Please stand and join us as we sing. Oh. 
Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged and sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its vicinity from two years old and under, according to the time which had been determined from the Magi. Then what had been spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in a great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned by God in a dream, he left for the regions of Galilee and came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. The child continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And so we have read through the life of Christ in a, in a short, condensed way. And together we want to sing two, two hymns in closing. One, Joy Has Dawned, and then Joy to the World. Let's stand and sing together, Joy Has Dawned. Oh my. 
in him and declare that he brings joy to the world. sound. 
close us in prayer. Our Lord and our God, we rejoice in you as God our Savior. Lord, we just ask that you would continue to work in our lives. Help us to be faithful ambassadors of Christ this Christmas to declare your glories, your goodness, and the good news to our loved ones. Lord God, help us to just uh, rejoice in you. And Lord, we uh, ask that you would just work in our lives, each life here, each life listening, each life participating, and, and the lives, uh, Lord, those affected even by our lives. May they rejoice in God, their Savior. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.